Hello, welcome to another episode of Hope with Danny, a podcast dedicated to inspire listeners everywhere with weekly stories and personal testimonies from our wide range of guests. I'm your host, Danny Daniel, and thank you for listening. All right, we're fortunate today to have Paul Chambers, uh, and that name Chambers rings with a lot of people for a lot of good reasons. Paul, you and I have one big thing in common. We both grew up in Athens, Georgia, and that's a good thing, isn't it? It's a great thing, Danny. Great to be with you. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Athens is a very unique town, and I think that you found that to be the case in your uh, yingling years, and uh, it's made you kind of who you are. Uh, tell us a little bit about growing up in Athens. What do you think is so unique about Athens? Well, Athens was just a great town because you had so many organizations that were so strong, including the Athens YMCA, where I grew up and played ball with so many friends. And then uh, the church I grew up in, Prince Avenue Baptist Church, was a big part of that. Of course, you know, you can't get away from the University of Georgia, where I wound up going to school and majoring in journalism after graduating from Clark Central in 77. Uh, you know, you look at the hospitals, uh, two great hospitals, and my mother was a nurse at uh, what at the time was called Athens General Hospital. Of course, now it's Piedmont Athens Regional Medical Center. But good times, so many great uh, friends and memories from those days, and having a mom and dad that loved me, loved the community, was a big part of that, too. Well, now you say you went to the Y. I also went to the Y. Did you know Coburn Kelly? Absolutely. I was a Kelly boy, and Kelly unfortunately died when I was in third grade. And so I didn't get to know him like a lot of people. Didn't get to go on those great trips that he would take people on on the bus. But I do remember him. In fact, I even remember vaguely being at the YMCA when it was down where the Holiday Inn used to be at the corner of Lumpkin and Broad. Uh, before it moved out to Hawthorne, and I guess when I was four or five years old, I went there, and then it, I think it was, what, 67, 68, it moved out to Hawthorne, and Kelly died in 68, as I recall. Yeah, I don't think he liked that move as much as everybody else did. He loved the old Y. He did, and but what great memories of a man who had such an impact on people. In fact, probably like you, I uh, have been to a couple of reunions, uh, Kelly Boy reunions, and it's just great to see people and relive those old times. Well, no question about that. Uh, and that that reunion just continues to grow every single year. Well, uh, so the Athens YMCA was important to you. And what other part of Athens was important to you that uh, you can remember? Well, as I mentioned, uh, the church I grew up in, Prince Avenue Baptist Church, had a great impact on my life growing up. Uh, under the ministry of Bill Ricketts, I had so many great youth leaders, uh, Mike Rivers, who uh, was the director out of the Youth Development Center and so good with kids. And uh, think about people like Dan Casto and Lynn Bonson and others who were uh, so involved in helping young men like myself grow up and be the men we needed to be. And so that was a big part of it. Uh, the Y, the church, I would say probably were the two biggest organizations that I was involved in growing up. And then, uh, you know, fortune has some great teachers. I went Whitehead Road Elementary School, then went to North Avenue, then went to Clark Junior High, and went to Bernie Harris when Bernie Harris was over on uh, Broad Street. And 
then from there went to uh, Clark Central. And so great teachers along the way that helped instill in me some character qualities, but also a love of learning. Well, that's important. I, I think that some of the teachers that we remember more than other teachers because they did have an impact on us. And uh, without that early learning process, uh, we wouldn't be who we are now. There's no question Absolutely. about Absolutely. No question Absolutely. about Absolutely. Well, now, you... After you graduated, uh, you got a journalism degree. Did, were you ever a broadcaster, or were you ever? Did you ever do much in the journalism side of things? Danny, I had the radio bug. In fact, probably like you have quit with other people. You know, the, the old joke was you got the perfect face for radio, so that's what you ought to go do. And I worked my junior and senior years at UGA from the University of Georgia radio station WUOG, and did that for two years, and then went to work for two radio stations in Cobb County after I graduated, uh, 83 to 86, and enjoyed that time. But in 86, I was getting ready to get married and decided I needed a real job that had real hours and real pay. And <laughs> I worked, worked through uh, to Southern Bell that became Bell South and then AT&T and was fortunate to enjoy a great 35-year career with them uh, and retired two years ago. What was your job with Bell South and AT&T particularly? Well, started out in customer service in Atlanta and was there for many years, then was uh, able to get a job uh, with a company in a different department in Charlotte, North Carolina, then Greensboro, North Carolina, where probably had the best boss that I had in the company, and then came back to Athens in 1999 as the regional director of external affairs. And so uh, to begin with, I was responsible for representing all corporate interest of AT&T, Bell South at the time, and then AT&T after it purchased us in 2006, but was responsible for uh, corporate contributions, uh, working with elected officials, community organizations in uh, Northeast Georgia, and then later picked up some more counties, more toward the Northwest. And when I retired was the North Georgia Regional Director. So, you know, enough about titles, but uh, just <laughs> that's what I did. Well, I understand your greatest accomplishment was when you married Suzanne. What do you think about that? <laughs> There's no question about that. My gosh, Danny, anytime I go anywhere now, in fact, it, it happened again last week. Two people looked at me and said, where's Suzanne? Because uh, she's the one that is uh, just outstanding uh, with people. Uh, she and I met at Georgia. She was an English undergrad, then got her MBA and went to work for corporate Chick-fil-A for uh, seven years and then uh, 1990 we had a two-year-old Katie and she just made the decision to stay home and raise kids and she did a great job with our four children and uh, she actually stopped um, at, at being a homeschool mom in fact in, in 2020 so did it for 30 years good grief homeschooling our children and uh, so proud of the four children we have and now five grandchildren number six on the way Good grief. Uh, I always ask, like uh, people ask Pete Carson <laughs> one time, mystic, uh, in a curious way, said, uh, you know, you have 11 brothers and sisters. Do you know all their names? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah. he, he said, you got to be kidding. Well, yeah. uh, so you are active in the community in a lot of things. I think you're a member of Rotary for one thing, and that's a fine organization. Was um still am in the Rotary Club of Athens, the the Wednesday Rotary Club, as some people call it, used to meet at the Holiday Inn and now meets at the Athens Country Club. And 
my father was uh, so in, uh, in, involved in that. In fact, Buck Lunsford uh, sponsored him to join the club in 1961, and he was a part of that club until he passed away in May of this year. So do the math on that, what, 60 – two years that he was in the Rotary Club of Athens. And then I joined when I came with a job in 1999. So I've been, I guess, what, 23, 24 years. Well, I tell you, the unique thing about Rotary is they expect you to attend. And I guess if you miss a couple of meetings, it's not good on your record. Might might cost you your membership. Uh, well, it, it, it's, it's a little looser than it used to be. You're right. Uh, attendance of any organization is important, but it is a great organization that's uh, worldwide. A lot of people may not know, but Rotary International is 1.2 million Rotarians in 159 countries. I think it's 33,000 clubs around the world. And so there's a great international partnership among Rotarians and does a lot of great work in the Athens community. In fact, you know, the, the slogan is service above self. And so it's all about certainly going to the meetings, connecting with people, having a good time that way. But then serving the community, and we do that well. Well, there's no question about that. I, I think that uh, the Rotary Club, you, you get back uh, a lot more than you put in uh, with the impact that they have on people across the world and certainly in Athens. Uh, I was a member for a while, and uh, I think I missed too many meetings. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but uh, couldn't find it to be in the, my time frame. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so you, uh, your particular activity in Athens that meant more to you than anything besides the Y and the Rotary, uh, and I know and know your job. You've got a full house with all those three things, but uh, what did you like best about what Athens, uh, how Athens impacts people that live here and grow up? Well, by virtue of my job, I was involved in a lot of different community organizations, including serving on the YMCA board, which was a thrill to be able to give back to an organization that meant so much to me growing up, um, but involved in the Athens Symphony, the Athens Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, the organization I probably have given more time to than any other over the past 15 years is Mercy Health Center, uh, provides free health care to low-income uninsured neighbors in the six county Athens area in the name of Christ and what incredible work uh, we've got more than 30 doctors who volunteer donate their time hundreds of University of Georgia students uh, at the facility right there on Oglethorpe Avenue in Athens to see patients that uh, most of them are working poor they just don't have health insurance and they don't qualify for Medicaid and some of the other plans and so they're just in a need sort of way and so mercy health center meets that need and so i'm currently on the governing board i've served as chair in the past and along with many others but another great organization i've been able to be a part of well i know a little bit about mercy health i go to their annual meeting and that's one of the biggest annual meetings that i know i attend each year uh and a lot of people support them but then they have to have a lot of funds to do the things they do uh, even though they've got volunteers well, that's right. We, you know, you have a staff of 10 to 12 people and doesn't receive government money uh, just because Mercy wants to be independent and do the right thing and, and, you know, have that spiritual impact, not just on people's health, but also on their heart. And so uh, we, we don't receive government money. We, we, you know, had people sort of offer that in the past, but we just said, no, we, 
want to just be volunteer driven, but then also people have been so generous, churches and uh, foundations, but also mainly individuals that have just given money to support the mission of mercy. Well, they've got a great mission. There's no, again, no question about that. Uh, and uh, a lot of people, it's a hidden uh, organization to the extent that a lot of people don't know what they do, but when they find out That's what right. they do, they're glad to support them. That's uh, right. Uh, well, your family has meant a lot to you, like all of our family has. And uh, what uh, do you find them coming along the same lines that you've been able to come along as far as uh, being active in, in Athens? Uh, are your children grown now? or They are. We have uh, four children. Katie, our oldest, graduated in the pharmacy school at Georgia. And she married a pharmacist. And they live in Albany, Georgia. They have four of our five grandchildren. Our number two daughter, Mary, went to Berry College, where she was a business marketing major. She is now a consultant in Washington, D.C., but she's married. Her husband, Andrew, has the Chick-fil-A about a mile from the White House, and they have uh, one child. Then our third child is Chip, our only son. He graduated from Georgia with a biology and business degree, and he is now in medical school at Penn. University of Pennsylvania uh, in Philadelphia, and he's in his fourth year there. He'll graduate in May of 25. And then uh, our youngest one is Betsy, and she is a senior at the University of Alabama. And I tell you what, coming on the heels of the SEC championship game, <laughs> that was that was tough for our family. But uh, we're so proud of Betsy. She's a capstone woman over there. She's uh, went over there on a great, great scholarship as a National Merit Scholar. And she's done extremely well. And she'll uh, graduate with a nursing degree in uh, this coming May. Well, you've really got them all across the board, don't you? I'm... Well, we do. And, and, and we're excited for how well they've done. And thankfully, they take after their mama. Oh, I don't know about that, Paul. <laughs> You've accomplished an awful lot in your young life. There's no no question about that. And it takes a mom and dad uh, a lot of times. Most times it's a good idea if you have a mom and a dad. Uh, some p kids are not that fortunate. But um, if they listen to their mom and they don't have a dad, then they usually grow up pretty good that way too. Well, you know, I think when you look at how God created the world, the way he created there to be procreation, uh, the birthing of children was with a man and a woman, and he created them to be able to do that together, uh, hopefully through the union of marriage. And it's like somebody as well said, the strongest form of government you can ever have is the family unit. And as much as you can enjoy a family unit with a man and a woman together, uh, I believe that God made women uh, with unique skills that men don't have and men different from women and but when you bring the two of them together they are able to do the best job i believe according to god's word with uh, raising children and hopefully that love and security the children grow up with confidence and uh, discipline and they learn how to succeed in life and you know that's that's just the way i see it but i think that uh certainly as you say there are a lot of people that did not enjoy that growing up here in Athens. And you know, we need to do our part to reach out to them. I think of great organizations like the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA, and others that, you know, do minister to so many kids that grow up without a mom, without a dad. And uh, they come alongside of them and try to provide those uh, the kind of support that they need. 
Well, you need community support in that instance, I think. Uh, we all do. Uh, That's right. And it all it helps out uh, where the gaps are and where the voids are. And, uh, boy, it's just no fun to have a void in your life in any instance, but particularly uh, when you need something of the community to pick up the pieces. Uh, That's you, right. You learned a lot out at Prince Avenue Baptist, didn't you, Bill Ricketts? <laughs> Well, I did, and, um, you know, that, that was a great church. Uh, right now we attend Watkinsville First Baptist Church and have for, I guess, the last 15 years. But, you know, it was a great place, Prince Avenue, to grow up, and we enjoyed uh, so much that we learned there. And as I said, some of the people that had a real impact on my life, and uh, just thankful for that time. Well, I'm thankful for it, too. Anything that can provide support and impact you in a positive way, that means everything. We have so much negativism, I guess, in the world now that we need to override it, overcome it with positive thoughts, positive uh, opportunities for hope. Uh, That's right. What What do you think, uh, Paul, was in your, in your years uh, after you graduated provided the most hope for the people that you worked with? Give them good service or what? Well, I think there is a lot of different ways people get hope. And some of it is just simply a kind word that we share with people, whether it's just going to the grocery store or seeing somebody at a ball game or walking down the street. You know, just the the simple act of encouraging somebody with a kind word, uh, if we know them, speaking their name, those things encourage and show people love. And love provides hope. Uh, of course, you, you know, we know that the greatest hope that we have is in God and the way he made us was to have fellowship with him. That fellowship was broken through sin, but yet he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could have right relationship with God. And that is the greatest hope anybody can have is a hope of a future and a hope of the eternal uh, presence of God in heaven. And so we get that, I believe, through a right relationship with Jesus. And that's, of course, during the month of December, we think about, you know, Jesus came to the earth. We celebrate his birth in Bethlehem. And he was the only baby uh, that was born to die. You know, he was sent to the earth to be a propitiation for our sins, substitutionary atonement for the sins of man. And so by faith, if we trust in him, we have right relationship with God, but we do have to take that step of faith and trust. Otherwise, uh, we, we can't have that fellowship with God that he wants to have with us. So I think that's the greatest hope. But, Danny, um, I, I think of great organizations like Salvation Army, Mercy Health Center, and others that provide hope for people just by meeting their physical, mental, and spiritual needs. And there are just a lot of great people in town that do a lot of that. Yeah, well, there is hope when you look at organizations that provide it, uh, and you necessarily can't reach the same type of people by any means as the organizations do, particularly the Salvation Army and, as you say, Mercy Health Clinic. Uh, let's talk about your dad, Dwayne Chambers. Uh, he was a fantastic gentleman, and when I say gentleman, I mean that in the brightest, uh, strongest sense. Uh, he... Uh, he did a lot of things in Athens, uh, and I, I know that uh, his time on the city council, you don't get elected 24 years unless you're doing something right, I would think, besides being the incumbent. 
Well, that's exactly right. And uh, just so fortunate to have grown up with a dad like I had. And he was born in 1929, actually up in Banks County. And he, when he was either six or eight, he moved to Athens, actually lived down on College Avenue, kind of near where the Hotel Indigo is now. And But he grew up uh, in simple times with a great mom and dad and, you know, started uh, Sunshine Dry Cleaners right across from Chase Street School in 1955 and operated it. He himself operated that business for 67 years until we had to close it because of his declining health in June of last year, 2022. And so he had that for 67 years. Next to it, he had the Carpenter Shop Christian Bookstore for over 30 years. And then that building has since been used by a couple of different churches. And then even next to that, uh, there is a home that he owned that um, served as a place of support for people in need. And a lot of different organizations that have been in that house that have uh, provided hope through what dad provided there in that home. And so he did that from a work and community standpoint. And then, as you said, Danny, he was on the Athens City Council for uh, 24 years. Then he was mayor for three from 1987 to 1990. And if you'll remember, in 1991, January 1, is when we saw the unification of Athens, the old city, and Clark County into Athens-Clark County Unified Government. And so Dad went down as the last official mayor of the old city of Athens, and that, he said, was just a good time to get out of politics. He didn't really care to put two governments together. And so he sort of bowed out at that point, but uh, did a lot for a lot of people. A lot of people still called him Mr. Mayor up to the time he died. And he was uh, one who always wore a coat and tie, even if it was 95 degrees in the dry cleaners. He always had a kind and encouraging word for people. Uh, and And I think maybe the greatest legacy, Danny, is the, fact that all segments of Athens love my dad. Uh, I think about one of his real good friends was Archibald Killian, the very first black police officer of Athens. And Archibald lived two doors down from my dad's dry cleaners. Um, I think about Michael Thurman, the Cab County CEO. When he was first getting into politics, he would come and talk to my dad at the dry cleaners. and My dad would encourage him. And he spoke always so glowingly of, of my dad and the support he provided over the years. So, you know, he did a lot for a lot of people, but if dad were on this call right now or on this show with you, he would say it's only because of God's work in his heart that he accepted Jesus when he was nine years old. And it was that personal faith in Christ. It was a love for God that compelled him to love his fellow man and to serve him. And that's what dad was all about. Well, I understand, by the way, I went to his service, of course, and so probably one of the largest services I've ever seen, uh, mm. standing room only, uh, because he touched the lives of so many people in such a positive way. And uh, at that service, uh, you got up and talked a lot about what he did and who he was. And one thing you said he did, didn't he give out Bibles uh, sometimes? He did. He was a member of the Gideons, and he would go and meet with them on Saturday mornings. And I'll never forget driving down uh, through the intersection of Lumpkin and Baxter one day and seeing him out in his 80s on the corner passing out Bibles to University of Georgia students. And so it's amazing to me how many students, how many people in the world today don't have a Bible, best-selling book of all time. And that what we believe, Dad believed, was the inspired Word of God and how we can get to know God and the way he created the world. 
but he was always about that. In fact, I've got a New Testament. He carried it in his pocket most every day, and he would pull that out and share with people. So he was always about the Word of God and hope it provides to people. And uh, the Gideons was an organization he was very involved in. Well, he uh, was a godly man. That would be putting it mildly, I, I think. And people knew it. Uh, he didn't have to profess it. He just did it. Uh, he just uh, showed that uh, what he thought about God and Jesus and spiritual nature had to be spread throughout co the community. And that's one of the things that he was certainly known for. Uh, well, he was. And, uh, Danny, I'm even uh, excited that the Athens Rotary Club, in concert with the Clark County School District, is uh, planting a tree at what used to be Chase Street School, now called Johnny Lay Burke's Elementary School, but planting a tree in Dad's honor. And there'll be a a granite marker there because of his business that he operated right there across from the school. And he was always so good at the school. He would allow the kids to come over and have little events on the parking lot there in front of the dry cleaners. He allowed them to put in a crosswalk to help the kids coming across the street and always was so kind to the people there at the school. And so that was a big part of the community that he was uh, involved in and just glad to see the school district and the Rotary Club honoring him in that way. Well, that's going to happen on December the 14th. Is that correct? That's right. That's his birthday. He would have been 94 had he not passed away in May of this year. And it also was the last day he was at the Rotary Club last year. And I'll never forget uh, him being honored and with a standing ovation to people that knew him and knew he was in declining health at the time. But just thankful for his memory. But he certainly hung on. Uh, age didn't prohibit him from doing anything. That's for sure. No, he was. Uh, he, he enjoyed good health, but he stayed active. And I, I even quipped, Danny, you'll remember this at the funeral, that uh, he loved to eat at the Varsity, McDonald's on Prince Avenue, and Plantation Buffet. <laughs> and, you know, none of those are really known for being uh, dietary uh, health uh, <laughs> uh, spots. And so the dietitian uh, would shudder. <laughs> exactly. But I said, you know, maybe righteous living and hard work trumps a poor diet and that's the reason dad lived to be 93 well i can only hope to get to be 83 uh I, but people <laughs> are living longer nowadays and uh they're blessed to do that uh and i think that if we try our best to live right uh, it'll help us to live longer uh, it does a lot of illnesses that seem to put us down but uh then we've got a lot of hope to put us back up again uh that's right so what do you think uh, that uh, your dad could be most uh, remembered for? I mean, we've talked about a lot of things that he did, a lot of things that he that he said. Uh, by the way, is the carpenter shop still there? No, he, uh, you know, he sold it a few years ago, and, and the people that bought it moved it. And as you can imagine, the book business with internet sales now and Amazon and all uh, is not what it used to be. So it finally closed, uh, I don't know, eight or ten years ago, but... It was a great organization, great business, uh, served a lot of people for, as I said, more than 30 years. But, you know, probably, Danny, if I had to say what his dad best remembered for, it would be he was an encourager. He was somebody who always smiled. He had a great ability to remember people's names, so he would give their name. Uh, in fact, just last week I was working out, and a guy came up to me who I didn't know, but he just said, I want you to know your dad was always the kindest man to me, always remember my name and always had a good word for me. And so that was how he was known as being a great encourager, uh, 
because he loved people. And then just, um, you know, always wearing a coat and tie, people just remembered he was always proper. And I think it was just that kindness that really personified who he was. Well, it just painted him in the picture as a gentleman. That's what he really That's was. It. That's exactly right. Good word. And uh, a gentleman, and you say, as, as an encourager. Well, he will be remembered for many, many years to come. And he's put his mark on Athens. He put his mark as a mentor to a lot of people. And I know that you're proud to call him dad. And uh, I'm pleased that you've been able to give this rendition of him and in your life and how he's influenced you in so many positive ways. And uh, we just appreciate so much the fact that uh, you were willing to come on and talk about a great man. And we thank you for being with us. Thank you so Danny, much, Thanks Paul. for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you. Subscribe to our social media and share your stories on the HopeWithDanny.com website. Remember, it's all about hope. I'm your host, Danny Daniel. This episode was recorded at Vega Studios.